if you want to experience supernatural intervention of God, you must abide in Christ. And one of the ways we do that is when we're overwhelmed by God, when we understand how great He is. You are listening to a message preached by Pastor Bogdan Kipko at Forward Church in Irvine, California. For more information about Forward Church, please visit forward.fm. I remember installing a new light fixture in my home office. And after it was installed, it gave off significantly more light and I could see way better and it made my office a lot more pleasant. In fact, as you probably have noticed, it even improved the quality of my sermons. I'm just kidding and I digress slightly. But what I also did with the same light fixture is that there was also a dimmer switch installed. Why did I do this? I wanted to control the level of brightness that the light is going to be at. So this incredible invention, this dimmer switch that's in the wall, it can be adjusted with the brightness. So I can either lower the brightness or I can make it darker. Now, what I obviously did not do is I didn't hang a black curtain over the slide. Neither did I hang this light on the side of a filing cabinet. That's not what is what it is intended for. The light fixture in my home office, as most likely in your environment where you're at, it is created to illuminate and to give off light. Now, I want to talk about the level at which disclosure of light happens. Have you ever wondered why Jesus didn't fully disclose about who he was immediately, why there was a level of hiddenness to Jesus. Well, if Jesus had made it his goal to persuade everyone that God's kingdom have arrived, my question is, do you think anyone still would be listening? Because, I mean, think about it. What Jesus taught about the kingdom was incredibly counterintuitive to what people thought. Jesus taught that servants are great. Not rulers, not the elite of society, but that the servants, the ones who serve other people, are the ones who are the greatest. Jesus taught that children are role models. Jesus taught that crosses become thrones where triumph happens. Jesus taught that defeats become stepping stones to victory. And I believe that Jesus even taught that a person's breakdown can lead to their breakthrough. Don't you think that that kind of teaching would be absolutely lost in the cry for military conquest in the context in which which he was in? I believe that there is a power in hiddenness. I believe that there's a power in non-disclosure. I believe that there's a power in being unnamed, obscure, unknown, or unrecognized. In fact, that's exactly what Jesus experienced when he was on earth. And this is what he's teaching through this parable, that he won't be revealed immediately to everyone. In fact, he even said that many times his parables were not understood by many people. However, his parables were understood by the disciples because he put them into an inner circle and he explained to me how he explained to them how things work. So I have a 
beautiful, cute little two-year-old niece that often comes over to our house and my wife babysits her. And one of the regular things that my niece does is she takes a nap. And if you've ever seen a child wake up from their nap, it's especially amusing, especially a two-year-old, because when they wake up, they look all lost and flustered when they wake up. So I came home one day and my niece was taking a nap in her house. So my wife said, look, you have to just not speak loudly and you have to be quiet until she's taking her nap. So I said, no problem, because I was going to go up and just uh, say hi to her and give her a big, big, great hug. And so uh, what happened was I was patiently waiting. I was thinking, okay, when is she going to wake up so we can kind of talk and, and play and have a good time? And I began to notice, my wife told me that she's starting to wake up. And so I kind of immediately went over to the room where she was sleeping in because I was going to just greet her. And my wife stopped her, stopped me. And I said, well, why? And she said, well, listen, she's like, you can't startle her. She needs to warm up to you. She can't just be immediately greeted by you upon her waking up. So what I did is gently on my tippy toes, I walked very slowly towards her. And when she finally saw me, she recognized me. She smiled. She gave me a great big hug. Now, why did that happen? Because I believe, thank you, thanks to my wife, my approach was very gentle. And this is why I got the response that I got. I didn't fluster her. I didn't overwhelm her. Well, Jesus functions in the very same way. Let me explain to you how. The beginnings of the kingdom of God looked very unpromising, but that was the purpose of God. The very humanness of Jesus governed the glory of God from overwhelming and blinding the world, and it invited people to discover Jesus and his kingdom by experience. God loved us so much that he did not want to overwhelm us in a way where we would not see Jesus for who he is. So he cloaked the beauty and the majesty and the glory of Jesus even for a short time with humanity. This is why Jesus in this text in verse 23 says, if anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. He says, pay attention to what you hear. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you and still more will be added to you. This is why Jesus often said that he who has ears, let them hear. Not everybody will understand the glory of Jesus because Jesus's approach is very different from what people expect. How often are you and I in our life, we say, Jesus, just show me a great miracle. Just have the waters part or add multiple zeros to my bank account, and then I'll believe that you're real. But the thing about Jesus is is that he shows up just enough to make faith possible, but only enough to make faith necessary. And so I believe that As we deal with God, so too God will deal with us. The level to which we allow and experience the kingdom of God to break into our hearts and for his truths to be deeply lodged into our hearts, so too we're going to experience an exponential increase of his blessing upon our life. How does that happen? Well, 
if you have any talent or any skill and you're using it to for God's glory and God has entrusted you with that, those gifts and those talents will increase. If we make use of the knowledge we have for the glory of God and for the benefit of others, it shall exponentially grow. And I want to tell you this, that gifts are multiplied when they are exercised. Gifts are multiplied when they are exercised. So maybe you're a person who's sitting on the fence and who's thinking, you know what, God, I'm not really sure whether I should use my gifts or not. I'm here to tell you, you should. You need to step into that season. Many people say, well, God, if I start tithing to my local church or if I start giving 10% or more, how am I going to have money left over for anything else? Well, what I say is this. Many people say about tithing or about giving because that's also a form of worship. People say, I'm going to pay all my bills and whatever is left over, I'm then going to give to the local church. What I challenge you to do is this. When you get paid, give of your first fruits to the local church and whatever is left over, use that to pay your bills. Because gifts are multiplied when they are exercised and giving of our resources, of our tithes to the local church is just as much of a worship as when we raise our hands and sing with the worship team, when we listen to a great message or when we're praying for one another or when we're studying the Bible in a community group. This is why the kingdom of God, the more you understand it, the more it's lodged into your heart, the more a collateral effect happens in your life. And there's actually been a study done that it shows that how you do one thing is how you do everything. So a study was done that if you just get one part of your life on track, you will get your entire life on track, whether that has to do with healthy eating or exercise or reading your Bible 15 minutes a day or praying or waking up early or texting a friend every single day with an encouraging text message. I dare you to try it. How you do one thing is how you do everything. So if you begin to take maybe even a small gift that God has given you and you begin to sow it into the kingdom and you begin to see other people who benefit from that. And if you lean into that, I'm telling you, my friends, gifts are multiplied when they are exercised. You are listening to a message preached by Pastor Bogdan Kipko at Forward Church in Irvine, California. For more information about Forward Church, please visit forward.fm.